Welcome to episode 85 of The Real Photo Show. My guest today is Katie Sadie. Uh, Katie was visiting from Toronto to visit with some photo editors and to visit with some network executives from A&E Lifetime Network. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment. It's one of my favorite parts of our conversation in which I was very confused for a little bit, uh, but we got it all straightened out. But the thing I found most impressive about Katie was that she reinvented herself as a photographer and in a very short amount of time has had some really nice successes, which we will get into on the show. But before we get to that, uh, the next show at the JKC Gallery is by C.A. Shofed, a.k.a. Craig Shofed. So his work in the show primarily deals with post-industrial sites in the Mid-Atlantic region. And Craig lives in Trenton, and he runs a gallery right around the corner from mine called the BSB Gallery, which is something you should check out, BSB Gallery in Trenton, New Jersey. So that show runs through February 21st, and the reception for the show is this Wednesday, January 30th from 5 to 7 p.m. Craig will be talking at 6 o'clock about his work. He's also going to introduce some new work that he's been making. Uh, So that should be a really nice talk. Uh, Come out if you can. Otherwise, you can find the hours for the gallery at mccc.edu forward slash jkcgallery. All right, let me tell you a little bit more about Katie Sadie. Uh, She started out as a fashion photographer and then quickly realized she wanted more out of the work she was making. Uh, She sold off her studio equipment to pay for a six-month road trip through the American South, starting in Toronto and ending in Los Angeles. Uh, She traded studio backdrops for rolls of 120 film. She bought a Pentax 6x7 off Craigslist, and then she purchased an old van that she lived out of for about a year, including the six months that she took to make this trip. We also have a pretty intense conversation about a photo project Katie has started with her mother, who lives with schizophrenia. So in just a short three years after Katie reinvents herself and goes from fashion photography to photojournalism and documentary work, Katie was a winner of the 2017 Magenta Foundation Emerging Photographer Competition, did a residency at a naturist colony, had work published in True North Photo Journal, uh, Float Magazine, and Ain't Bad, uh, and she was hired to document the production of holiday films for A&E Lifetime. And again, she was visiting New York to uh, meet with photo editors and to drum up some work. And we really just have a, a lovely conversation from her Airbnb in Brooklyn, New York. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show, and we will talk soon. Just came out here for a few meetings. Uh, tried to gather as many meetings as, as I could. What kind of meetings? Photo editor meetings. So on Friday, I flew right in and went right from the airport to the Times. So I went to New York Times and met with Renee over there and uh, Brent Lewis. I, I don't know if he's been on your show. He, he no. runs Di- Diversify. Oh, I, but I do know. So I know Diversify. That's for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I met with them literally right from the airport, uh, so I had all my shit with me, <laughs> and uh, just showed up there. So that was a good start to the trip. Uh, yeah, basically, my husband is a tattoo artist, so he is also with me uh, doing a guest spot what in Brooklyn. What is he doing? 
he's he's guest spot he's doing a guest spot tattooing at black square in brooklyn here so maybe doing like tattooing people. tattooing yes. yeah 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 <laughs> is there is, is there a network like that where yeah. like oh, so yeah, the tattoo huge. artists sort of know each other and they get together and they sort of uh, go to each other's shops yeah. and things like that so not only is it a, a good way to kind of make some extra cash but uh meet the whole tattoo community beyond yours yeah. right yeah so does this mean you get free tattoos oh yeah yeah he, he started on my back like my back will be fully tattooed soon oh, but wow. right now it's just the line work and yeah that took about two hours and i was like yep all right that's enough for today <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. so yeah uh, what does he have a, a shop in canada he works at a shop in canada uh-huh. called reactive inc and uh, it's in an area called Kensington Market. So there's a few artists that he works with there. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you're doing the portfolio reviews down here then? I'm, I, I don't know. I think we, oh. we'll, we're going to be finding out. I think the, for the New York Times mm-hmm. one, um, I applied for it. I think they submit or release the list of people coming up. I believe oh, okay. that's January 15th, isn't it? I'm not sure. Tr- I don't know the date. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I th- but fingers crossed, I yeah. come back in a little bit for that. Yeah. I just kind of did this on my own and got a hold of whatever editors I possibly could and got my own meetings together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part of the hustle. <laughs> so where in Canada? Toronto. I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Kind of by fluke, my father is a retired airline pilot and he uh, was working in Winnipeg for a while and had me and then we came went back to toronto so i've only spent i only spent the first year of my life in winnipeg oh okay and then you know what i should correct myself okay <laughs> toronto i live in toronto now uh-huh. was raised in a suburb about 30 minutes west of toronto mm-hmm. so it's yeah it wasn't quite as cool as the city <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you like toronto i do i love yeah. toronto um but i also as i'm getting older i appreciate slower pace when you say older like 30 yeah i'm i'm 30 <laughs> I'll, I'll be turning 30 uh two february 2nd oh wow i really nailed that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was just a guess. yeah <laughs> so but i do love toronto i love leaving it though as well oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like anywhere else i don't know i'm sure that's how a lot of people feel once you spend a lot of time in one place yeah well uh yeah i don't think i've spoken to a lot of photographers from canada um, I've always loved Jeffrey James and, and his work. Genius Loci was always one of my favorites. But um, what what's it like? It, you know, when you're choosing uh, universities and career paths and how does that go? Well, for me, it kind of took a little while to figure out I wanted to go to school for photography. So originally I did go to college for uh, child and youth work. So psychology based stuff and uh, went to a college in Ottawa Spent a one term there and then dropped out. Yeah. So I returned home. I was like, you know what? I, I don't know what I want to do. Took a year to figure it out. I had always taken photos growing up with my parents, like 35 millimeter Minolta. But I didn't really see it as a career path kind of thing. But More like vacation family kind yeah, of? yeah kind of also i did experiment like i i would take my the camera out on weekends and kind of shoot whatever i felt like was an interesting frame using different colors and composition and all of that and like sometimes i even remember specifically like this is in high school specifically going out at night using my car headlights to experiment with plant life like you know just shadows and that kind kind of stuff but um 
Yeah, so I took that year off. And did you did you have a dark room in high school? Uh, yes, there was a dark room. Yeah, yeah, there was surprisingly. Uh, so then, yeah, I took that year off, and eventually came around to figure out I'll, I'll go to school for pho- photography and went to Sheridan. And I was that was the first year they had taken the dark rooms out there. So I I, I went to f- uh, Sheridan for photography, no dark room, so it was pretty strictly digital based. But we did learn four or five. Just had to get processing done outside of... Where's Sheridan? Sheridan is in... So that's actually in Oakville. So I was able to live in my parents' basement. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sheridan College Institute. So, yeah, it's it's actually quite well known for um, commercial photography. So as far as picking what area you want to specialize in in the photo world Mm -hmm. there's a few different options sheridan is more commercial based and then there's a few more fine art institutes in in the city like ocad and stuff like that but i I took the more commercial route so just just to make sure i i followed you 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 were doing some photography in high school and, Mm -hmm. and then you went into child development yeah child and youth work child and youth work that's yeah it. yeah yeah uh in ottawa mm-hmm. and i didn't really enjoy that uh it was too it was i mean it, it's a great work if you can handle it mm. it's a lot of it's very weighing it weighs you down as far oh, as the okay. uh people you're working with it's it's very so it's handling some some, some tough pretty, situations yeah okay. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and it just wasn't for me, you know, you either, you got it or you don't. Right. So I just knew pretty quickly, which is also very fortunate that mm-hmm. I was able to figure that out. And then uh, you said you took a year off. Took a year off, worked yeah. at some winners, like some crappy retail jobs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the department store winners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to take the year off and figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And were you living at home then? I was you... living at home. Right. Yeah. yeah. Still in my parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> What, um, sorry, I just blanked on it. Did you yeah. say, mention what your father did for a living? What, um, brought, what brought him to Toronto? Airline pilot. Yes, that's yes. right. So he's, yeah. But he, he was flying out of Toronto. Yep, uh, Air Canada, okay. Pearson Airport. And that's actually how my parents met. My mom was also a flight attendant. And so um, they met that way. And my father actually wasn't even home when I was born. He was flying. Oh, wow. So <laughs> he announced over the PA like, oh, oh. I just had a daughter. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. he still fly? No, so he was forced to retire. He was the like most senior number one pilot for Air Canada. Because you age out of being a pilot, right? Yeah. yeah. So I can't recall the exact age, but I'm pretty sure he retired at 60. And is he fully retired? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, actually, for a while, right after retiring, uh, he did try some truck driving because he was used to kind of coming and going, but it was definitely I a could see that. complete yeah. extreme opposite lifestyle as yeah. being an airline pilot so that didn't last too long mm-hmm. and what about your mother um so my mom is so she's been retired for a long long time because she was she just uh stopped working to become a mother oh okay and for a while she was working at like a wine store and stuff like that but that's also kind of this opens up a whole other conversation about one other personal project i'm working on about my mother She suffers from schizophrenia, and she's also a recovering alcoholic. So I've started uh, an ongoing project with her, kind of handing her disposable cameras to see what she would take photos of. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like a little experiment, because I've noticed 
she doesn't like she doesn't really have too many emotions or she's not able to express herself so i wanted to see if maybe she could potentially express herself through the photos she was a flight attendant she met your father uh they got married did did they keep working together after that or they were working together for a while and then i guess once me and my brother came along that's when she stopped is your brother older he is yeah he's Mm -hmm. um 34 four or 35 and then and then she uh she quit to raise the kids yeah and then i guess she had some part-time jobs like at a wine rack you know kind of to keep herself busy but that that didn't end up being very beneficial because she was an alcoholic right working at a wine rack that's not too good yeah Yeah, so that's how that happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and now is that called home of the strange no, so that oh, okay. th- those are actually commissioned. Oh, that's on a, an assignment. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was yeah, an yeah. assignment. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. What's what's this project you're talking that's about now? That's not on my website. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've been sort of calling it mom's mental picture, mm. but it's not flushed out enough to kind of, I don't have in my mind a collection really to showcase it on my website right now. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm pretty... I obviously like most photographers curate their website or what is visible to the public. I don't know. Do people even visit websites anymore? (laughs) I'm not even sure. (laughs) I, um, you know what? A few times editors have said that my website has been bookmarked and I'm not too sure how, yeah, how they, how it gets that way. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I honestly, honestly, it was starting to feel like people didn't even care about people's websites anymore. Yeah, Yeah. it seems, it seems that way and it's kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So when did you start this project with your mother? Um, I guess I started giving her uh, disposables about two years ago now. And actually this Christmas I had everything printed and I made a f- like a family photo album. We always had family photo mm-hmm. albums growing up. Like if you picture the classic family photo album, there was stacks and stacks and yeah. stacks at home. So I found one that was basically the exact design that we had growing up. So I printed it out for the family this year, all of the disposable photos that she had been taking. Film camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what that costs like just about 200 bucks to <laughs> print those four by sixes. For oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I did that for her. It's kind of just a an experimental project that I don't know what it'll end up turning out into. You know, it kind of, I feel like it'll, well, become, you, really you, become something when she dies. I don't know if that's it, right. No, you know, I, you know I mean, we do we do these kinds of things for the for the record too, right? Yeah, for the document. Yeah. What are you giving her any kind of direction, or is it just whatever you? Well, sometimes she'll be like, "Why?" I'll, I'll also take some photos of her too, mm-hmm. or she's just sort of like, "Why is this important? Like, why do you think this is so necessary?" And I'll explain it to her that it's like people want to see these photos. Like, we want to see like what what you like what interests you most just kind of what's going on in your head i i'm not entirely sure if she understands because well that's what i was going to ask what is what like what state is she in or what stage is she in um so she was first diagnosed with schizophrenia while i was still she was in and out of psych wards like end of high school Mm. so it's been uh, like 15 years 16 whatever whatever that is and so uh at that time, it was really bad because she wasn't on the proper meds and uh, really bad. But now she's been taking the same meds for a long, long time. And it's quite stable so much to the fact that she doesn't have too many emotions. So it's just she's able to go uh, live day to day. But 
There's not too much. Heavily medicated. Yeah, pretty heavily medicated and very stuck to her routine. Like every day, every day. I'm not exaggerating. Every day it is French toast for breakfast. Mm. Always like the same sandwich for lunch and a cookie. You know, it's like the this pattern that she's used to. Is it? Is it? Was it one of those things when when she was diagnosed? Like, oh, that's why this was like this or that's why that was like kind that. Kind of. It's, yeah. it, it was kind of like, oh, that's sort of why she was weird like mm-hmm. that. But it also just, yeah, she started doing weird things and like moving everything from one room into a different room and those types of things. And uh, I mean, the alcohol mixed in with it wasn't right. good. Like it got pretty serious for a while there. But um, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you want me to go no, into well, that. I, no, I, only whatever you feel comfortable <laughs> yeah. saying. But how do you see the connection of sort of this life with your mother and these these photographs and well, and then sharing them, right? Showing yeah. them to the world. There's so many different ways I can go about sharing them because I feel like I knew her and I've talked with my family members too. That like that she really was a different person then and 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 now it's it's kind of unfortunate that why wouldn't we make new memories with this new person you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of the, the old mom and the new mom and it would be interesting to even just do a comparison and think about what she used to do and what she used to eat or and compared to how she is now it's kind of like the death of barb the, re- mm. the rebirth of this new person kind of thing. Yeah. And, and with photographs? With photographs. Kind yeah. of, I'm, I love family albums too. So even just kind of like a, I'm picturing sort of like a tribute to her or like a an exploration of her life sort of. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I mean, and it's also early in the yeah. process and you don't know all the answers yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just even photos people could flip through. And since they are like, they would look like family photos. It would be more of a casual setting kind of thing or, you know, piles of photos or... Interesting. You, oh, you mean, you mean having a head, gathering? Yes, yes, With yeah, photos yeah. around it. Th- oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what about um, even further down the road, a, uh, how, it sh- how you share it publicly? Yeah, that's what I mean, like kind of in a gallery oh, space even. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Yeah. Right, right. So a public space where... It, it would be like walking into uh, a family gathering and sharing yeah. photos yeah. and things like that. Yeah. How interesting. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But who knows? <laughs> no, no. Right. Still very open. Yeah. yeah. And so how long have you sort of uh, been a full-time photographer then? Well, so I went to Sheridan, uh, graduated in what, um, 10 years ago, I guess now, just over 10 years. And then and with a focus on commercial work. Yeah. With a focus actually on fashion photography, mm. I wanted to be a fashion photographer and that's all I kind of, I, that's all I was focusing on. So right after college, I started interning at fashion magazine, Canada as the photo editor assistant. So I started kind of behind the scenes with that stuff. And well, let me, let me just pause you there. I, so I, I've spoken to, uh, other fashion photographers and I have students who want to be fashion photographers, but I realized I don't think I've ever asked anyone exactly what the appeal is of it. I mean, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. Is it, is it being part of the culture of the fashion world or um, maybe at first it was. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I mean, I don't know if I'm tooting my own horn, but I've definitely 
always been good at composition and color theory and all of that. So maybe being able to control everything as far as composition and the colors and the wardrobe and all of that was appealing as well. But didn't last forever like that appeal did not last Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i yeah i mean i did end up trying to really make it in the fashion photography world for a good five six years and i was working for independent publications and modeling agencies and uh different fashion designers but it just wasn't it, it lost its appeal and that's uh that's how i really started to develop a photojournalism portfolio okay were you really making a living so i was to speak, always or? always had a side gig oh, always okay. had yeah. side gigs to help with the bills photo related or just anything that was available anything available uh, mostly coffee shops lots of coffee shops <laughs> <laughs> um but i lived in a beautiful studio like oh nice like 14 foot ceilings like way too expensive <laughs> i don't know why i thought it was a good idea but i did and i made it work somehow i like yeah. rented out my parking spot because i wasn't using it so that was an extra what 150 dollars a month i was saving great <laughs> like anything helped at that point so yeah but then eventually i realized that this that wasn't good enough i wasn't getting enough out of fashion photography as i possibly could or photography that i thought and i knew there was more out there that's when that was i guess in 2015 Mm -hmm. and that's if you look at my website and you'll see there's a photo collection there called the way south and so to reach that to get that photo collection the big studio i was talking about i moved out of there sold all my studio equipment like i had maybe 10 15 backdrops sold all of that to pay for the film i was going to use for this road trip i was heading on so that i would have at least a collection of more documentary style photojournalism stuff to show so basically i sold all of that and i was also accepting trades so basically if you if you came to me and you wanted one of the backdrops i would accept uh like three rolls of 120 Hmm. I, I made a lot of, I got a lot of roles from that and pretty much that's how I was able to fund my, the photo part of the trip and ended up going on a six month road trip from Toronto to Los Angeles, dipping through Texas and all through the South living in a van. I bought a Dodge Ram camper van, 1988, uh, lived in that total for a year, but six months on the road, uh, for a photo trip. And you were still, were you still alone? Yeah. So at this point, at this point, well, this is okay. So this is an interesting (laughs) story. Before I went on that trip, I was dating someone who was also a a documentary photographer, wildlife photographer, like big time. Mm -hmm. And he had a Pentax 6-7 and we, the relationship ended, but I still kept thinking about that Pentax and I, (laughs) I gotta say, but I kept the camera. (laughs) No, yeah, I should have, but (laughs) no, I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about that Pentax. I was like, I need to get my hands on one of those. So I bought it off of Craigslist, bought one off of Craigslist, put one roll through it. Is that the one we're staring at now? Yeah, it's Uh right there. That's my, like my baby, my third arm. Put one roll through that, and then I left on the six-month trip. Fully just... Wow. I, I had full faith that it was going to get me through the whole trip and uh, give me the results that I was hoping for, and it did. Um, and so when you were... So this trip through the South, you were oh, using 6-7 yeah, so, film. Yes. Yeah, so wow. the whole... The, the, the way South on there, it's mm-hmm. all 6-7 film. 
yeah so i was on my own for the first two months on that trip and then my now husband joined me in la uh two months in and he did the remainder of it with me okay so you knew him (laughs) clearly yeah so (laughs) when um i was working at the coffee shops he was a regular there this one I worked at for like five years and he would come basically every day to buy a cookie or, you know, a coffee and, um, don't tell the owner, but I usually gave them uh. to him for free. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) that business actually doesn't exist anymore. But, um, (laughs) 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 but yeah, so then we, we saw each other every day anyways, and we were really good friends. And so he, we weren't dating when he flew out to join me on the trip, but it was kind of like, pretty obvious that we we would end up dating he flew out to yeah. join you on Isn't a trip that romantic? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so what was the what was sort of the um the idea behind the way south the idea was honestly oh yeah i did a, a gofundme for that too actually or oh, was wow. it an indiegogo i don't remember well, one, one of those of them, right. one of those yeah we don't have to advertise them yeah okay yeah <laughs> one of those things where you ask money um so yeah what did you just ask oh so what um what was uh the goal what were you doing uh, the whole the goal was i mean in my mind i guess i was thinking about street photography but so the majority of the 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 time i would wherever we would park i would just start walking the streets and literally photographing whatever caught my eye not knowing what the end result was going to be and so at the end of the trip returned back to toronto with over 70 rolls to process and uh all color right all color from there i kind of would see what i what i came up with and i ended up actually taking a lot of photographs of basketball net landscapes in yes, the south yes i saw that did you see yes, that yes 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 so that was part yeah. of that trip too and so that was interesting i didn't know why i was taking photos of them and i just kept doing it though whatever you know who knows what it'll turn into and it just turned into this thing called netscapes and i'll forever now still take photos of basketball net landscapes (laughs) it's a kind of an interesting kind of look into maybe what's going on in that household or like what why do they still have these basketball nets disheveled and it's kind of like this weird monument that lives on beyond the kids that live in those homes right it, it's a part of the history of the place yeah the, the house right and yeah you know the you when you're raising kids this idea of you know what what are they going to be interested in what you know what would what's something we can do where you know we can keep them active and keep them going and then yeah then it's i think a lot i i don't have it in front of me but i think a number of your photos there some of them were dilapidated, fallen over, leaning, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and one in particular in Texas, I spoke with the owner, and she it, she had it there just for her son, and this one net had gone through many floods. Like, it survived floods coming through, and they just kept securing it and, like, adding rope, and, you know, they had to just keep this net there, and it, you know, why? Because it's an intriguing it, it, it thing. was meaningful. Yeah, right? it was meaningful to them and yeah. they, they're not ready to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that project actually ended up winning me award and an award with the Magenta Foundation. Right. You were you're a 2017 emerging photographer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that the Magenta Foundation, they have a photography platform, a magazine, yeah, so an online magazine. Yeah. Right. So are they based in Canada? Yep. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember her name that. Marianne she yes she's in Mm -hmm. Toronto that is I think she was the the main founder of it but there's a few photographers that 
founded the Magenta Foundation. But um, yeah, I ended up on that list and that opened up a few doors for me. And Was that your first real recognition? For documentary stuff, mm, yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, so because I that's was, right. You had a, a, a life in was, fashion photography. Yeah, so this was, right, that right. was the goal, actually. Right. Like once I came back from that trip, in my head, I literally said, I'm going to be on that flash forward list next year. And I, I made it happen. And bef- prior to that, I was, I guess, sort of making it in the fashion world, but this was way more meaningful and that landed me um claire vandermeer is a a photo editor for the globe and mail and report on business magazine she actually hired me from that list and i got my first cover story off that Mm. so uh so the uh the the idea of doing uh magazine work editorial work has never gone away right i mean that the the desire to do that yeah i guess the desire to do assignments like oh i just send me out there and um give me an assignment to photograph that's yeah that's always been there and will always be there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then and then you uh more recently have done an assignment is it an assignment or something you chose yourself on naturists oh yeah yeah. uh, naked state uh artist residency it was an artist residency oh so it started with the artist residency yeah okay yeah so i was looking one day on a list of artist residencies kind of figuring out my next step, what pr- what projects I wanted to do next. And I came across Naked State and I was like, you know what? I got to apply for this. I, who knows? Like, I likely won't get accepted. It's interesting. Sounds very interesting. Kind of applied on a whim. But you knew what it was, right? Yes. Right. And yeah. so that you have, you had an interest in the body, right? Yeah, I have mostly had an interest in communities and just kind mm. of, diving into communities and learning about people and different ways people choose to live and that's that's really where that sparked from but do you think um do you think it ties in with that same interest maybe you had with fashion and maybe even i don't know if you've ever photographed it as a as a as an idea but also tattoo art or um yeah i mean i would love to photograph tattoo artists and Mm -hmm. people with tattoos but yep i I think it's just more of a people thing. Mm-hmm. Love speaking with people, listening, meeting. Communities. Yeah, which you, you also did when you were doing the the way south, right? Oh yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of that. I'm not afraid to. Well, those ones mar- primarily. I'm I'm using my waist level viewfinder, so right. mostly those people didn't know I was taking their photo oh. until they. <laughs> oh, so you were you were really thinking about it like street photography? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. was very stealthy. I was. Right. Yeah. Other than the shutter being extremely loud on that thing mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well so for those of you who don't know the old pentax six by seven it's built like a tank you, it, you could murder somebody and then take their photograph and uh yeah <laughs> i mean it is it's a heavy heavy oh, camera yeah like my neck was so strong mirror. after that yeah like holy crow <laughs> lugging that thing around every single day for six months yeah you're not stealthy with that camera <laughs> They, you think they weren't. <laughs> if they didn't know you were taking their picture uh, before, they knew after. <laughs> well, yeah. And also, though, at the same time, if they notice it, they're kind of like, wow. They're more amazed rather than, right. why are you taking my photo? <laughs> <laughs> but What so, is that thing? <laughs> so then, so let's get back to the um, the residency. What mm-hmm. was that like? Okay. So I, I got accepted and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go through with this. <laughs> What have I done? Of course. Uh, How far away was it from Toronto? 40 minutes. Oh, wow. It's so close. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, you, there's all these communities that you're so unaware of that are literally in your backyard. And it's a, it's, 
it's a nudist colony. So they're, right? yeah, they're called naturists. They're s- sort of different from nudists because they do allow for some uh, textiles. Like oh. you can, if you're, if we're getting technical, you can wear a shirt as long as your genitals are showing you're naked. Okay. So they're, and like they sometimes, if it's appropriate, if, if you're going to walk through like pine needle field you can wear shoes you know (laughs) like you gotta be a little bit uh you gotta think about it what if you're walking through brush (laughs) yeah or yeah anyway yes (laughs) (laughs) i didn't i didn't know there were these uh these gradations these uh, yeah 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 there's there's different levels of uh naturism so you can be extreme or not so much and wear a shirt but um, also the I would imagine the Canadian season for being outdoors naked is a little shorter. Yeah, yeah. like they still do full on do it. I'll have to visit in the winter. I haven't gone up there since, but I do plan on going again just to see who is still there from the people that I had photographed and kind of touch base. I photographed actually quite a few children, too, that aren't on my website. I've chosen not to post those yeah that good idea yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it would be interesting to see if they are still into naturism and if that's the lifestyle that they've chosen to continue to live well that was only uh two years ago right or a year and a half yeah yeah, my whole my whole documentary photojournalism career has only been three (laughs) years so far so um so there's a lot of uh, a lot lot to still do Right. And and so then the um the experience of doing it. What was it like? That so I was nude too. I oh, had to so be, you have to participate. Oh yeah, I had to okay. participate. Oh yeah. So that was interesting. That was like very difficult. I'm sure you could imagine <laughs> going from a fully clothed society into <laughs> everyone's nude. You like you walk in there, people doing I don't know, just crazy stuff. Everything, and I, right? Yeah. And <laughs> the body shapes and parts i've seen are just wild <laughs> just wild and it's uh it's also a beautiful thing there's more eye contact involved so you you actually speak to one another yeah and I'm, <laughs> I, you know and of course i imagine that there's 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 a sense of welcoming and respect and everybody knows how to behave right? yeah for yeah. the most part okay <laughs> <laughs> for the most part this one was more family oriented so it wasn't too crazy but you would hear about the odd thing or f- sort of get the odd look and you're like you know what that makes me uncomfortable Mm. but um and then the idea of the camera though how did that oh yeah so how did you work with that so at first okay so at first i was making posts or i would put on the bulletin board you know if you feel comfortable having your portrait taken contact me i'm in cabin blah 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 whatever you know i'm i'm over here or i would put a certain time where you could show up and that worked for the first couple and then eventually I just started walking around with it, not pointing it at anybody, just kind of going up to specific people that looked interesting to me and just started talking to them and, and they were really into it actually. And I had a questionnaire, so it was more of an organized thing where we would sit down, go through this question questionnaire, take the photo and talk about it again. Uh, it was it was really a collaborative thing and if if they weren't comfortable it was you know what move on it's fine yeah and because people are just kind of lounging around there there's a beach it's kind of it's it's a beautiful park so but for the most part a lot of people were just really intrigued to see what the photo would look like and participate but the the residency 
puts you there, right? Mm-hmm. So there was... Is a, there a, ro- a rotating group of artists like the, every all the year. time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could apply for this year if you want. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so there was, I think, 10 or... I believe tw- 10 or 12 other artists with all different mediums that were there. Oh, okay. So you kind of... You have an idea of what you want to create in that 10 days and you're kind of left on your own to make it happen. But yeah, basically... I, I tried to strip down as quickly as I could once I got there. Took a little bit of time. The first or second person I photographed, I had a robe on. And this was interesting, too. She, After the fact, she did mention that she was a little uncomfortable that I kept my robe on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I could see that. You know, you've got to get on the same playing field yep. level. Um, so after that, I... I yeah, it's a whole, whole respect thing there. Yeah. Did you find a... a, a a difference between photographing men and women or anything like that or no not really mm-hmm. um no it was all pretty much you kind of forget it i mean you don't really think about it and you're also doing couples and families and yeah right? yeah yeah um it was a whole community you know everyone's really good friends with everyone everyone knows each other's names yeah it's a very welcoming community other than i mean i will mention that it is pr- primarily white oh okay yeah, yeah. so uh, there was a bit of that too. Mm-hmm. I photographed the the founder, and he was. Uh, we had a long conversation about that and how he's trying to bring racial diversity into the community by even including cartoons in their advertisements of oh that are diverse, more multi multicultural yeah, ethnic yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. So he's trying to, but it's it's like well do do we know if this is primarily something that white people do yeah it is <laughs> okay it, is. it definitely is yeah <laughs> i mean there's other cultures right where you know you know cultures where people are not afraid to expose their bodies in different ways yeah. but but not the not this sort of outright sort of nudist colony idea, yeah i right? feel like a yeah. colony it's different because you know there's nudist beaches right but right. it just seems so much more open whereas you are specifically coming here it's gated you know it's mm-hmm. like a little different and so then that was picked up by uh, true north photo journal yeah so that's um a, a canadian uh, photo magazine or? it's like a canadian photo journalism outlet mm. yeah cody punter runs that he's a photo journalist out of toronto too so and that was really great because i had tried to get that published a lot of places will not publish full frontal nudity so oh, okay. That was like once once he said, "Yeah, I'll publish it." I was like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, now I can move on from this. Right. This is great." <laughs> <laughs> well, when we left out, a big part of the project was your lighting, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So for that, I chose to bring two mirrors to help with not only the light but these are like those full-length body mirrors you hang on the back of a door yeah picture you go to walmart or whatever let's right right maybe not walmart but (laughs) unless walmart wants to sponsor the show then walmart (laughs) (laughs) yeah no screw walmart you suck okay let's say home hardware uh but um yeah so i brought those to see kind of, you know, once they're in, they are in their comfort zone in this community. But once their naked reflection is put in front of them, I was curious to see how, what that would spark. What emotions, where it would bring them back to? Would it bring them back to the society where clothing is normal? Like what, you know, 
picture picture yourself walking down the city street and you walk by like a building a, an office building that has those mirrored windows kind of like that well you know? ever, anyone who's ever worked in those buildings has the experience of looking at people looking at themselves yeah checking their teeth checking their hair yeah. fixing themselves right uh, without them being aware that there are people stare probably like 10 people staring at them and that's the thing a lot right. of these naturists were coming from the city like uh, some were police officers some were lawyers some were doctors you know they're used to going back and forth and to bring that part of their life into this this other part of their life it was kind of just to see what it would make them feel memory you know familiarity so while you're photographing them they can see themselves in the mirror so So that that's what's interesting about that is that that could lead to more self-consciousness where you want to look a certain way for the camera, which you already do anyway. But now you, in some ways, you have more control over it because you really do see what you look like while you're being photographed. Right? Yeah. And for the most part, they were completely fine with it. It didn't really change their attitude other than if yeah. if they saw a like a bald or like a, right. a, something they're not used to seeing. They're like, you know what? I still look beautiful. I still, I'm still okay with this. Well, and it would be weird to, uh, to run into a self-conscious naturist. Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're uh, pretty uh, confident in your body, right? Just uh, by virtue of being there. And some there. people do go there just to increase their confidence too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, so when you're photographing them, you're talking to them, right? Yeah. What uh, I mean, what are some of the things they would say about why they do this? Mostly because they just want to be naked. Really? Seriously. Yeah. Just have yeah. a safe place to be naked. Yeah. Majority. With just, other people who want to be naked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They honestly just love being naked. And a lo- a big part of it is supposed to be like environmentalism and all that stuff too. But I noticed in that community, I mean... It wasn't like, I, I wouldn't see a recycling exactly bin. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't exactly green, you know? <laughs> right. I think they just really wanted to be nude. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a philosophy of their life, yeah. right? That this yeah. is, uh, is religion involved? Like God intended kind of religion or a spiritual no, it quality felt to the nature? It felt kind mm. of culty, but not so much uh, religion. Okay. So then, the, the, so here's the project I really, or the uh, assignment I really wanted to ask you about was the, a&E Network, Arts and Entertainment Network, Lifetime Division, photographing behind the scenes <laughs> of putting together the kind of Christmas holiday oh, yeah. season yeah. lineup. What? I'm going to go meet them all in that? real life tomorrow. <laughs> what? But um, Who in real life? A&E, oh, oh like, all the producers and the... The correspondents oh. that I've been speaking with oh, over okay. the phone. Yeah, so basically... It's called It's a Wonderful Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, so that Christmas movie was filmed in Vancouver. And I've been shooting some behind-the-scenes stuff for them, I guess, three times now, where they just fly me out to the wherever the film is being filmed, and I do behind-the-scenes and usually portraits of the actors and actresses for press. And uh, for that one, yeah, they they just sent me out to shoot behind-the-scenes of this Christmas movie, and I, it, I thought... What, what, it, what does that mean exactly? Like, what were you doing? I was just... Uh, so this was filmed at a, an arena, a skating rink. Are, are you doing stills? Like stills, movie stills kind of idea? Or? Yeah, like I, I was doing stills. They're not like technically stills, but I was still shooting with a mirrorless camera so that I was as silent as possible while they were filming but pretty much just any kind of quirky weird stuff i would see on set okay i I actually misunderstood this a little bit um i thought this was a book about the way 
these channels put like handle the holidays oh. like 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 what what's all the behind the scenes like what you know the they whole just, production of the the way they run out all these kind of holiday movies and things like that because it's so it's a wonderful lifetime obviously a it play just, on it's a wonderful life right it. so so this is actually a new movie or yeah, a show are, or, they right. i guess throughout the christmas holiday they make a, a, a whole crap ton of christmas movies right and so they send <laughs> they, crap ton crap ton. <laughs> In metric would be right. Yeah, let's measure it out. Um, so I guess they sh- they chose a few photographers to shoot the behind the scenes stuff, and we actually weren't told that it was going to become a book. I had no idea. I was just sent out there to shoot behind the scenes and some portraits, and then with like seven other photographers or something. Or? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So they had chosen seven other female photographers, I guess, and. Um, and then I guess a few weeks before Christmas, I got an email saying, hey, we made this book. Look at this. And I, and I was like, wow, this is actually really beautiful. <laughs> that's that's great. How and, nice. You yeah. get a book. You didn't even know it. No idea. So beautiful published Christmas book. Yeah. Do you have it? Not with me. Oh, okay. But, but, but you do yeah, have it. Yeah, it's, yeah, so, yeah. it's at home. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and so it's just all the behind the scenes of making this special. Yeah. So right. uh, all the behind the scenes of a few of the Christmas movies that they launched for this Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So I was, I did, uh, I can't even remember what it's called, a twist of Christmas or something. Oh, and so I wasn't completely wrong. This is no. about the production of yeah. everything. Yes. It's not a new movie called It's a Wonderful Lifetime. No, so that, okay. so it's okay. like a, a book of, a bunch of different films that they had just created for this season. That's and what I we thought. Were, okay. Yeah, we were sent out to photograph the behind the scenes making. Because right. it's kind of a weird, Christmas movies are weird. It's like a weird yeah, and and and, and Lifetime in general has a way, of, like has a process for you know cranking out these a crap ton of movies yeah, exactly. all year yeah. long. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I was I did that, and then I also <laughs> photographed behind the scenes of the they're doing a remake of Death of a Cheerleader. So I don't know if you've seen that, but that's beautifully corny, and you need to watch it. Okay. <laughs> and then another one with um, Jennifer Goodwin. Did you uh, grow up watching these Lifetime movies or? I always remember like the corniness of Lifetime movies. Because I, I, I'm a much older. I grew, you know, so I grew up watching the after school specials, which are basically similar. They're yeah. they're just sort of soap opera ish kind of movies about, you know, uh, becoming an adult, right? Yeah. And all these, yeah, right, right, yeah. This one, Pitfalls. Death of a Cheerleader, is quite dark though. Mm. Like it is a murder story, but <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> worth checking out. <laughs> all right. So how did um, how did that come about the uh, working with A and E? They just called me one day. One day I got a call from New York. They said it's A and E, and uh, I was I was stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's one of the ones I think I was just bookmarked somehow. They got my website. Are they headquartered here in New York? They or? are. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm gonna go see them tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. They just called me up one day and oh. It was kind of funny. They asked if I could be in Winnipeg. The first one I, they sent me on. Oh, they probably do a lot of filming. In Canada. In Canada. Right, Yeah, right, so they were right. very pleased that I was Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just, I'm in Toronto. They asked if I could be in Winnipeg, which is like a 30-hour dra- drive, couple-hour flight. I was like, oh, heck yeah. But I think, yeah, I'm not too sure if they knew how far Winnipeg was from Toronto. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they must know. <laughs> Yes, they, they just must. don't care. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, I was so pumped. I was like, "Yes, call me anytime. I'll be there. Send me out." Uh-huh. I'm so, uh, yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. Is that All continuing a relationship? I mean, do, do oh, you... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to bring them some cupcakes or something tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'd love for it to continue. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> also, while I'm thinking of it, shout out to New York Times because I'm also trying to get a hold of Stacey Baker for the Times magazine. Like, um, I sent a few emails to her without a response. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're listening, Stacey. <laughs> Please, I would love to work together. <laughs> well, this will be on about two weeks, so. But either way, either right. way, I'll fly back. <laughs> so then, while you're here, are you um, are you shooting? Uh, I haven't yet planned to. I'm only here until tomorrow. Oh, okay. Till like 4 p.m. I was gonna say it's cold, but it's probably not cold for you, right? It's a few degrees colder in Toronto right now. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, it's about minus 15. I'd say there. Mm-hmm. But um, I lugged my Pentax around all day the other day, walked the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, did a whole bunch of classic New York stuff, went to the carousel in um, wherever that is. Is that Ch- Central Park? No, uh, Chelsea. Oh, Ch- oh, yes, yes. So I did. I, I lugged it around all day. Didn't take a single frame, which is fine. Yeah. Because that's I'm used like we're used to that. <laughs> it, nothing caught my eye and I'm OK with that. I'd rather that then it's a tough time of year to to be to do it too people are all kind of closed in and bundled up and rushing from you know one indoor spot to another indoor spot right yeah yeah well i did actually photograph uh, while i was at the times i i took their photo just uh for fun but (laughs) took whose photo the um renee and brent the photo editors i met with oh okay so i I got those ones (laughs) Got that under my belt. Uh-huh. What do we miss in, in terms of talking about your work? Hmm. Oh, lowrider. Oh yeah, all that stuff. Oh my gosh, how could we forget about that? <laughs> okay, so while I was on my trip in the south, I cont- like I kept seeing car seventies American cars with massive rims, mm-hmm. which I learned after the fact that they are called donks. So I kept photographing these. They were really intriguing to me. Once I returned back to Toronto, I I kept thinking about them. And so I was researching them up and found out they originated from Florida and uh, that there is a dedicated donk day, an <laughs> annual annual donk day that happens in <laughs> Miami, Florida. So I flew myself out to that. Uh, that's on, not on my website. I've got a collection of donk photos from donk day 2017. That's definitely the most I've ever heard the word donk said donk, in, donk, in a donk. span of 60 seconds. <laughs> oh, we're not done. So, <laughs> so in order to be a donk, you <laughs> your rim size needs to be 22 inches to 30. Um, so it's if you can try to picture that. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I loved it. And I, I think I'm going to go again this year. It's in April this year. So I came back from that kind of researching if there was a donk community in Toronto. Didn't come up with much, but there is a whole lowrider community. And so oh, Toronto is pretty ethnically diverse. Oh right? yeah. yeah, yeah. And but but now you can you can find a lowrider anywhere in the world. There's mm. car clubs all over the world. But I found um, a garage that specializes in lowriders in uh in etobicoke which is just outside of toronto uh switches and things and so i just went over there and introduced myself and they've welcomed me to come and go as i please to document the garage and nice the community there and so i've uh joined a few 
barbecues that they put on uh, within this car club called Majestics, which originated, it was first founded in Los Angeles in 1970, and now there's chapters all over the world. But the owner of that garage is the uh, uh, Toronto chapter president. Oh. So I started to document the lowrider community in Toronto and GTA and Canada, and who knows where it'll take me. I would love to just yeah really get to know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and did you show any of that work uh, are you showing any of that work while you're here yeah i, I actually i showed it uh, to a few people mm-hmm. uh they're interested and uh that's all i'll say about that yeah but okay. <laughs> yes but um, i would love to yeah like whoever wants to send me out and mm-hmm. photograph more cars low riders donks all for it <laughs> <laughs> you have this great photo of your website these two kids this like tiny little uh, super blonde girl and this this bo- older brother looking figure <laughs> she uh they're, they're in front of um uh, a car that's up on three wheels right yeah, yeah. so that's that was at a majestics barbecue just adorable so i've actually started to make some zines actually oh all right. you can't see it radio that's right world, but <laughs> i'm hold- i'm looking at it now <laughs> <laughs> but basically yeah, i made little um sort of double exposure with acetate oh yeah you were saying you were starting to experiment with this idea of of projection and acetate and all kinds of things yeah yeah down down the line i'd love to see those just printed massive uh on plexi or something hanging from a ceiling Mm -hmm. just um i love newspaper and touching and paper and zines and all of that so whenever i've got a minute at home and i'm bored i just start making stuff yeah. And so this is what happens. <laughs> this is what You're printing what that at home, on. transparency material. Not and, the transparency. Yeah. I I in my head I was like, "Oh, I can do this at home, but uh, of course I have an inkjet printer, so that won't dry on the oh. transparency." <laughs> well, there's other materials you could use yeah. for inkjet, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they tend to be, have a a bit of a heavy crystallized pattern on them, so they're not so yeah, clear. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I learned that pretty quickly and okay. just headed <laughs> over to the local staples and they did it for me within <laughs> minutes. Yes. Three dollars <laughs> later I was good. Laser to go. printer, right, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that DIY stuff though. Yeah. What else do you have planned for today then? Mm, I think we're gonna go to Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh hop on the subway. Josh, my husband, he he wants to check out some tattoo shops, some really well-known ones. There's a few in Greenpoint. So we'll go there, maybe head down to the water, uh, just kind of relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, so Josh, is, Josh accompanied you in L.A. when you're doing the South Project. Yeah. And then, uh, and then when did you get married? Got married... Um, We've been married now for about seven months. So June, oh, wow. June 29th. Very recent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's going well, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so uh, your father and your mother are still with you, clearly. Yeah. Um, and Josh's parents, his parents? Yeah. Know, his and... parents, actually. His dad is American. Oh. I uh, was born in Florida. He, um, was he, he was born in Florida. Or his, his dad, dad was born. His oh, dad. okay. So yeah. he's, he's, he's full Canadian. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have an American passport. He's actually got... Uh, an English passport too. Oh. His mom is from England. Does he want an American passport? Mm. <laughs> or is he went maybe, away? maybe down the road, if you would, uh, if you wanted to permanently work at a shop out here. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they actually live in a trailer and travel all over the states. Oh wow! And so his mom is retired, but his father is still working, kind mm-hmm. of doing um, uh, manual labor, roofing, kind of wherever. Oh. 
work is needed that's where that's they where travel to yeah, yeah, yeah which is really cool yeah. it sounds like the retirement dream uh-huh come true does that appeal to you oh like, yeah 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 but also yeah who knows mm-hmm. a family would be nice too oh okay <laughs> <laughs> changes things yes. yeah <laughs> drastically right <laughs> yes especially when it comes to travel yes. yeah <laughs> well you know that from your your mother and your parents yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah and what about um uh, continuing education, so to speak. Uh, are you do you are you done? You done with uh, school? Um. Well, I also I would love to be a photo editor myself alongside shooting. Um. So I'm trying to get into that as well. I would. I may. I've applied to even internships this coming mm. summer to uh, work at the newspaper. You know that type of hands-on learning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would love to. Do you find the Sort of the, the opportunities, the culture of photography in Toronto to be similar, different from here in New York? or It's, I guess it's hard everywhere, right? Yes, well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, not, and, and getting paid well is a dream, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, compare, I've never worked with the New York Times, but what I hear is their day rate is kind of lower than... Toronto mm. oh, but okay. um but I guess you're working for the name too right yeah um but yeah I it's 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 hard to work in Toronto but I've been doing a few jobs for with very loyal publications where they hire continuously kind of things so yeah yeah well thank you again this has been great and uh you know have a safe trip back to Canada thank you very much <laughs> let me know whenever you're in town yeah heck yeah <laughs> thank you so much yeah all right well enjoy the rest of the time in new york thank you bye all right bye everyone 